It's time for the Mental Health Moment, a show exploring the world of mental health and answers for life. Brought to you by Life Launch Centers. Here's your host, Joe Newman. Welcome to Mental Health Monday. What an exciting Monday it is. Exciting and also a bit scary for many of us today, being the first day of school. Uh, there's a lot of anticipation as well as anxiety that floods our families around this time. Uh, hopefully for the first day of school went well for you guys. And But uh, tonight we have a good opportunity to check in with your little ones and, and see how it went. So this is your mental health moment brought to you by Life Launch Centers where we help youth, young adults, and families learn healthy ways to overcome anxiety, depression, and, and many other mental health challenges. On this show... Uh, We talk about current mental health issues and offer real help and insights to how to address the mental health needs in your family. Uh, I'm your host, Joe Newman, Business Development Director at Life Launch Centers, where where group counseling is really changing lives, saving families, and and, uh, helping kids successfully launch into life. So the first day of school is full of mixed emotions for both parents and students. It's a good time to check in with each other and come up with mental health game plan for the year. And uh, that's what we hope to do today, to kind of give you some tips and tricks and things that you can do to, to um, make it a good one. And uh, I've got a, a great free resource for you. It's called The Emotional Navigator. It's a 20-page booklet that talks to youth, parents, and professionals about the the top 10 difficult emotions and behaviors like anxiety, sadness, uh, isolation, lying, anger, uh, these uncomfortable emotions that come with stress and when you become emotionally hijacked. Uh, it's, it's very insightful and it's free. Just give us a call at 833-803-3883 or download a free copy at lifelaunchcenters.com. If you have any questions about mental health, feel free to give us a call. We'll be happy to talk and uh, kind of see what life's like for you guys and what we might be able to do to help. So, you know, we often reference a statistic that comes from the CDC about 31% of teens today struggle with anxiety. And um, that's uh, it's skewed a little heavily uh, for teenage girls, and and we talked a lot about why that is, um, but I think it's important that we all that we are keep that top of mind, especially going into the new school year. What are the contributing factors to uh, our youth struggling with anxiety, and um, they become, I think, even more in, um, enhanced or or um, you know become more severe as the stresses of school are added back into our schedule. And so being aware of it and, um, you know, having a good game plan is, is the, is the answer. So let's, let's talk about what are some of those contributing factors? Well, social media for, for first off, uh, you know, especially with young women, we find that, uh, social media is a really, um, a difficult place where they compare themselves a lot. Um, there, there's often a lot of uh, pressure around making your life look perfect on Instagram, and 
And, uh, you know, during the summer, that's, I think, a little bit less uh, stressful because people are just aren't daily in your face and comparing each other what you wore to school today or, you know, what uh, silly thing happened at school there. You know, the the social circle isn't quite as, as strong during the summer. So be aware of your your, your children's social media consumption um, as the new school year starts. And, you know, not just being aware, but let's let's have a conversation, you know, sit down with your kids, talk to them about what it's been like for them during the summer uh, as they perhaps were less engaged in social media and what it's going to be like as school starts up and all those social pressures return and and you can make a game plan, a strategy of what, uh, you know, what healthy uh, behavior on social media looks like, and so, um, you know, another another contributing factor to the anxiety for kids today is um, that total invasion of those spare moments. You know that our our technology takes over, right? Like um, throughout history, life has kind of provided opportunities where you have thirty seconds or a few minutes between activities or schedules or meetings or whatever, where you kind of take stock of yourself, of your body, of your feelings. Um, you evaluate yourself, how you're feeling. But, um, you know, with the invasive um, nature of our technology today, we're giving those spare moments over to technology and not taking time to connect uh, physically and mindfully. So, um, setting a game plan with your, your, uh, your kids about that can be very helpful. So, I mean, what does that look like? So let's say, um, talk to your kids about when they're waiting for you to come pick them up, uh, from school. Uh, most people in this day and age will pull out their phone and, uh, use those spare moments to, uh, you know, see what's happening on social media or, or look up whatever popular thing on, on Google. But, uh, you know, taking those spare moments and talking with their youth about how important it is to use those spare moments to connect uh, mentally and physically, that, that contributes to what we call emotional resilience. Um, and so... Setting that kind of game plan, talking with your kids about about how important it is to be mindful. So, and and that you know, for a lot of people, mindfulness is kind of this ambiguous idea. You know, what what is mindfulness? Well, really, what it boils down to is being present in your immediate surroundings. And that, again, that's why phones kind of take us away from that. Right? They they rob us of of that mindfulness because you're off in this digital world where you don't even really know or observe what's going on immediately around you. So mindfulness practices can be as simple as putting your phone away and looking around and identifying 10 things that you hadn't noticed. It can be like, you know, looking at the cool pattern of, um, uh, you know, the, the cool pattern on a rock that's just sitting next to you or uh, the difference of colors on the leaves on the trees. Those kind of those kind of observations are what help dial your mental state into your physical being, and uh, and that's what we need. So, um, you know, another another big 
contributing factor to the anxiety that we hear over and over again is our, our today's parenting culture, right? We, we've heard a lot about helicopter parenting and, and it's almost become like this, this buzzword that people just um, give lip service to, but maybe um, aren't aware of how they're contributing to it in their own lives. I am for sure guilty of that. You know, I think like, oh yeah, I'm not a helicopter parent. You know, I, I do lots of thing, good things for my kids. And then I find myself like um, wanting to drive them two or three blocks away to an activity or whatever. And I, I have to stop myself and think, wait a second, you can walk, you know, like kids have legs and it's healthy and helpful for them to be independent and take some time on their own and get themselves places. You know, thankfully, um, we live in a, a very a, a pretty safe environment, I'd say, in, in scope of the, uh, you know, the different cities that you could be living in. Uh, you know, we, we live in a relatively safe community. And so having uh, and taking time to give your kids an opportunity to be independent and uh, helping them, um, you know, take on life's challenges on their own and not help them through everything is, is super important. Yeah, I had a personal example just to happen this last week. My, my daughter, who's uh, going into the ninth grade, wanted to go change her schedule because she heard something about one of the teachers that she felt like she wanted to go to the other class. And so I was like, okay, well, help me understand, you know, some logical argument behind this. Like, why do you want to go change classes? Well, because, you know, of what some person said that this class was hard. And I was like, that sounds like all the more reason for you to take that class. And, uh, you know, I mean, and I was like, I I realize that when you get into college and, you know, uh, higher education, that it's important to select the appropriate uh, instructors and things that, that can help you in your education. But really at this point in middle school, you know, it's like, kind of general education, um, hard is good. You know, when you go through hard things, that's good. That, that creates emotional resilience and uh, decreases anxiety. So anyway, uh, we're, we're about halfway through the show already. It's crazy how fast this goes, but this is amazing, um, amazing time, amazing uh, week where school starts back up and all these this great anticipation and anxiety comes around. So we're going to take a little break now, but we'll be back in a moment uh, with your mental health moment to talk more about how uh, we can come up with great game plans in our families to help deal with the anxiety and, and stresses of getting back to school. We'll be back in just a moment. Oh, what is wrong with him? He's got anxiety. It's a real thing for kids these days. When when I was a kid, they just told you to shake it off. He's just got to toughen up. <sighs> We might lose him with that kind of attitude. Yeah, but we can't just keep coddling him. He's got to figure out that life is just tough sometimes. You're right. We've just got to find some answers for all of us. Back to school for a lot of families means back to anxiety and depression. Group counseling at Life Launch Centers is the answer. Peer groups find empathy as they realize they are not alone in their struggles. And our unique resilience model teaches them how to actually overcome anxiety. Call now, 833-803-3883 and end the anxiety taking over your life. And the best part is that most insurances cover treatment. 
So call now to do a verification of benefits at Life Launch Centers, 833-803-3883. Life Launch Centers, answers for life. All right, welcome back to your mental health moment. Uh, It is Monday, and uh, it's a very important Monday, back to school Monday. And uh, we've got some great ideas for you um, to help you, you and your family deal with the mental health stresses that come with back to school. Now, whether it's, um, you know, you have kids in elementary school, whether it's middle or, you know, intermediate, high school, even college. I mean, there are stresses and changes that all come with the new school year. And so today we're talking about anxiety based around transition. Uh, Think about, I mean, kids are going to a new school, oftentimes new classes, new friends, uh, new locker combinations, uh, I don't know if you guys are the same as I am, but I still have nightmares about being in high school and not knowing my locker combination. You know, it's like this common thing for people. Or or you have this nightmare about uh, you're supposed to be, you know, going to a class and you haven't been there for your whole, you know, semester. And it's like this crucial class in order for you to graduate. You know, these are just, I think residual stresses that we <laughs> that manifest themselves through dreams throughout your life but it's an indication of how real um our how real the stress is uh for our kids and and helping them you know gain the tools and and uh emotional stability they need to handle that stress so you know on the first half we talked about uh how parenting culture and helicopter parenting um really plays into how uh, children deal with stress. And the more opportunity we give our kids to go through hard things. Now, we say hard things. Um, I think we give that a lot of lip service, but not really you know, define what a hard thing is. And, um, and that's an important thing to realize. You kind of evaluate in your own life, with your own family, and your own culture. Uh, because today, life is so easy. You know, for kids today, life really is so easy. They're not often, um, you know, their physical safety isn't often in question. Their ability to get food often isn't in question. I I know there are um, extreme cases out there, and I want to be sensitive to everybody that is dealing with those extreme cases. Uh, But by and large, our society has become so um, ease-oriented, has become so... um, easy that we're seeing kind of the the results of that from our our youth not being very emotionally resilient and uh, dealing with anxiety. You know, I often, I had kind of an interesting analogy come to mind a little while ago as I was anticip- or kind of thinking about why all this anxiety is so prevalent. Uh, I, I want you to imagine for a minute, if we had the technology right now to go colonize the moon, okay, if we if we had the uh, the ability to go up and actually raise a generation on the moon, what would be different? Think about babies being born there, bodies being raised there. There's a lower level of gravity on that on that uh, planet or uh, that moon, right? That body because because there's less mass, right? And so because there would be less gravity, think about how different the bodies would develop. And how, um, you know, say they're raised there on the moon and, 
And uh, when they become of age, you know, they're 18 years old, we say, okay, it's time for you to go out into the real world, ship you back to Earth, and uh, go be a full-functioning human being, right? Well, I kind of related the gravitational pull of the moon to the stresses and um, pressure that, that our youth are asked to experience today in life, right? If we're not asking them to go through the normal or heavy amount of pressure that, that we experienced as kids, then we can't exp- expect them to be able to perform with the same emotional muscles that um, we did growing up. Right? It's kind of unfair to just kick them back into the real world and say, well, how come you can't handle this, this stress or this pressure or, or this gravity? You know, They haven't developed those emotional muscles that are required uh, in the real world or in adult life. Right? That's, and we're seeing that as, as kids are trying to you know, go out into the real world and hold down a job. And uh, you know, their bosses expect them to be on time. And they're like, well, how come you expect me to be on time? I've never been expected to be on time. You know, like, yeah, I think even at schools, they've even loosened up on tardies and, you know, excused absences. I mean, it seems like we're just, we're not expecting as much out of the kids. And so that's a big contributing factor to why they can't handle the expectations that are placed on them in the adult world. So, um, it kind of boils down to our family cultures. What are what are we doing as parents? What are we doing as individual families, and then as neighborhoods, as societies, as as our as our you know our uh, culture here to help keep the appropriate amount of pressure on our youth so that they can deal with those anxieties in life, um, those pressures in life. So, um, some of the things we do. Um, Personally, in in my family, so I, we have seven kids, and um, we're really big on on consequences. Um, today's culture again is all about trying to escape consequences. It's like if if you screw up, then let's find a way to not have to deal with the consequences. Uh, and unfortunately, in life, there's just natural consequences that come, um, and and you have to know how to deal with them, and so. Helping kids um, understand and enforce consequences is a vital part of them gaining emotional resilience or the ability to re, uh, deal with the pressures that are the natural pressures that are going to come in life. So, uh, for example, if your student, if your if your child is uh, you know having a hard time and they uh, didn't get their homework done. And uh, they, you know, intentionally, maybe they chose to play Xbox or whatever instead, right? Um, we have a choice as a parent. Do we go down to the school and lobby for the, our child why they should have some extra time to get this done? Or do we have them go talk to their instructor? You know, uh, um, having seven kids, I got to say my wife is very involved with the schools, and I, I give her a lot of credit. I should be more directly involved. She's typically the one that goes to parent-teacher conferences, and she's typically the one to, to take care of a lot of that, I guess, um, because of some, some of that happens during the day and, and I'm at work. But whatever, the, the point is that she, um, we, we really try to encourage our kids to be the problem solver when it comes to their um, 
in their relationship with their teachers. Uh, even our young ones, even our, our elementary age kids, you know, if there's a problem at school, our first response is, how about you go talk to your teacher about it? Instead of let me go talk to your teacher about it, right? I think that's, that's kind of the, maybe the difference between how helicopter parents um, versus uh, proactive parents would, would, in, would encourage their kids to, um, to take that on for themselves. Now, sometimes there is for sure times where a parent needs to step in and, and help out. But the idea, the principle of, of letting your kid do those hard things, uh, if they were absent or if they wanted a second chance on a test or whatever, like letting them uh, take those opportunities to, um, to have those hard discussions all contribute to them um, having the emotional resilience to overcome anxiety. So, um, and communication really, I believe, is the key here uh, with anxiety, with relationships, with all of this. So uh, communication has been so um, distorted today, especially for our kids. Think about how there's different levels of communication, right? The most effective and and um, and most insightful communication comes from face-to-face human interaction, discussion, right? It's like 90% of your communication is nonverbal. And so um, that's kind of the last form of communication that our children are choosing. The lowest form of communication um, that, we, that our kids typically choose as their primary form of communication is text. Where, you know, there's an important function for text. Um, they're choosing it as their main mode of communication, which leaves a whole lot of room for misinterpretation and leaves a whole lot of room for um, there's no accountability face to face. You know, you can say whatever you want over text. And so helping, uh, you know, talk with your kids about the different forms of communication and how um, they're supposed to be used. That's a great a great game plan or strategy to help. So, um, teachers and educators, I I just want to thank you everybody for doing your very best. I know that our teachers and educators are are honestly very um, interested in the mental health state of the students because without um, having a solid mental health state, there's no learning happening in the schools, and they're doing some amazing things to help families and help our community. So. Um, we're about out of time. I just wanted to thank everybody for the opportunity to be here today to talk about this um, exciting time for uh, our community and being able to uh, go back to school and have these conversations. Uh, Again, my name is Joe Newman with Life Launch Centers. This is your mental health moment. And we hope that you join us here again every Monday at 6 p.m. on St. George News Radio Feel free to jump on our website at lifelaunchcenters.com or just give us a call at 833-803-3883. Join us again next time right here on St. George News Radio. And until next time, keep those kids safe and keep your sanity. You've been listening to the Mental Health Moment, brought to you by Life Launch Centers. For more info, visit them at lifelaunchcenters.com.